Hey, welcome to the Happy Rant Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. Boys, uh, this episode is special because it will be our, our very first episode of 2021. Um, I've heard uh, from people, random people, various people, that 2020 has been a bad year. Um, maybe 2021 will be better, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to predict what we feel like 2021 will be like. But, um, baby, you sound a little glum this morning. Are you glum or just tired? Where are you at emotionally? You talking to me? I'm talking to you, baby. Well, I'm not oh. baby, so yeah, he's talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, You're special too. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just a little tired, but I'm good. My okay. my spirits are up. I'm oh, good. feeling optimistic. But wow. uh, yeah, just a little uh, bad night's sleep last night, and uh, which is what happens when you get old, and it's hard yeah. to sleep. And, Dude, are you uh, getting so- like the, not to do a whole bunch of old man content here in the in the front of the show, but are you getting like the 3 to 4.30 a.m. wake up just randomly? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, so what happens is I get in these patterns, right, where I'll wake up every night at like 3, and then yeah. I can't get back to sleep for like an hour, or sometimes that's it. I'm done for the night. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I get into like patterns like that, and then yeah. I have to like, <laughs> dude, you just have to like try, like you got to break out of that. Because mm-hmm. it's like your your body's like telling you to wake up every morning. It just pops you up, right? Yeah. And so I never know how to break out of it other than I have like five of those in a row and I'm so exhausted that I finally just sleep through the night and then I Yeah, totally. Or do sometimes you, do you I'll take I'll, any sleep supplements. There you go. Every once in a while I do, you know, I'll, because if it gets really bad, it's like, man, I have to sleep tonight because it's really affecting me. And sometimes those work and then sometimes they they just don't. They don't seem to work. So I don't know. It's a huge bummer when they don't work. Yeah, totally, because your, ex- <laughs> your expectations are so high. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like having a good meal that doesn't taste quite as good as you thought it was going to. You're, you're just like, oh, my gosh, man. Like, I need this right now. Yeah. The, you you, you gotta- realize that you're opening yourself up to listeners sending us all the tweets and emails about, like, whatever which roots their grandmothers told them to use, which essential oils to use, you know. Yeah, I hope they do, actually. I'm kind of into that okay. stuff. Like in the in the sleep space, at least, mm. I would be I would be open to suggestions. But I want to which doctoring is good for sleeping, just not for anything else. Y- exactly, gotcha, dude. We went to a friend's house the other night, and this friend will hear this because she's a huge fan of the show. I opened her refrigerator door, and it was like entirely. You know how the refrigerator doors have like three like layers of shelving in the door part, like slammed with essential oils. Um, oh man. Yeah, dude. It sounded like a, like one of those old milk trucks from like an 1800s movie, the glass <laughs> rattling all over the place when I opened dude. the door. It's like was, basically you're opening a door to like a witch's coven. Is what oh, like a witch's right? coven. I'm like, Hey, does anybody have any essential oils around here? Oh, um, and then out popped the wicked witch of the West and said, yeah, I got one right here for you. And look at my face is green. Yeah, dude. Solid essential oils. You They're all made out of poppies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dude, I've I've got a question for you guys because I had an experience last night and um, something you said, baby, uh, reminded me of it. I had a bad meal out at a restaurant. Yeah. And it's been so long since I've had a bad meal, like of any kind, because I, I, I live with KK. My wife is a she's a professional chef and um, she just cooks amazing meals. And, and we, when we go out to restaurants, our our record, our track record is pretty good of getting good meals. And I got a bad one and I was like, 
Well, hold on. Explain why it was bad. What was it? Why was well, it dude, okay. So there was this place. There was this place in Jackson called Asia Garden. And no no free shout-outs, but I'm, I'm sure the Asia Garden staff isn't, isn't listening. But um, <laughs> it used to be great. And I used to know the owner. And he was really passionate about food. He was a great guy, Jackson guy. And we used to go there all the time. And uh, the last did couple- did we go there for lunch when I was when I came over and did that podcasting class with you like three years ago, dude? We may have. Is it like in a strip mall? Yeah, it was in a strip mall. Okay. They've changed. And you said locations. it was one of your, like your staple favorites. Yeah, just like a go to kind of easy lunch place. And um, KK and I were kind of feeling Chinese last night, so I took her there, and it was terrible. And I think they've changed ownership because I didn't see my guy around anywhere, and. Um, it was really, really bad, and I had a really weird emotional reaction to it. Like, I felt really affronted that I had had a bad meal, which means that I think I'm really spoiled. And I don't know if that makes me a horrible person or not. I'm trying to figure out the like the the calculus on um, the having a bad meal response. Like, because I didn't just shrug it off. Like, I wasn't cool about it. Um, you mean like in the, like like tea like in the like you like you voiced. Your discontentment? No, like not to the waiter. Like I'm always really nice to the waiters, and like I can't be that guy. I can't be like an a hole. Well, yeah, that's what I was in the moment. That. But I was, I was very much an a hole, like about it conversationally, and like in the car afterward. Um, and yeah, in, in the cold, like harsh light of morning, I'm like, huh, not a great moment for me. Um, What's going on there? You know, and I, th- I think it's- baby, it sounds like it was something. It was like the thing behind the thing. Like it was really something else in the meal. Yeah, what was prepared. it, baby? Put on your like counseling hat and like, work <laughs> me through this. Well, I don't know because it's like everything. It it always comes back down to you know expectations, and so you went there expecting something. You received something different, but it cost you something at the same right. time. Yeah. So um, it may have triggered something else far more important than a bad meal because we all get a bad meal on occasion, and uh, mm. and so it, it almost like that was the easiest way for you to express that that anger, you know? Yeah, that feeling of being robbed. Yeah, you know, not for to sure. not to be overly dramatic about it. No, no, for that, sure. But still, yeah. like it just yeah, it just was like a it was the it was the occasion to just let out your your yeah. your deeper frustrations. I guess robbed of an experience. Yeah. You know, twenty twenty's been tough on everybody, guys. Um, Dude, I, I went with like the thing that I always order there, like kung pao chicken. I like it a little, a little spicy. And in the in the past, like when when my old guy was uh, was owning the place, it was always like really fresh, and it was you know the plate was really colorful, and they did a really good job with it. But um, but yeah, dude, this was like, and not to go too deep into the weeds of bad Chinese food, but. The plate, the plate, like the whole thing was, it was just kind of gray and pallid and, uh, the, the rice wasn't flavorful. I mean, there was nothing about it that was depressing. You know what I mean? And I said, like, so you know, you know what's great. crazy about that, man? I've what, had, baby? it's so weird, man, because we have, we have some Asian places near us that we, we don't go too frequently, but I would say that, um, you know, one of them is like aces, man. It's like yeah. really good. But I would say that like, I would say that like compared with other places we go to, I get the most inconsistency mm-hmm. out of that. Like I'll get one dish one week where I'm like, this is the greatest thing I've ever had in my life. I'll get yeah. the same dish the next month and it doesn't even resemble. Oh, like what? fascinating. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't, I don't, man, I don't know. Cause I don't, I, 
I, I don't, we don't do a lot of Asian cuisine at the house. Sure. You know, Big, Big M doesn't really specialize in that necessarily like she does in other things. Sure. And so, um, so I don't have a lot of experience with it, but, um, man, when it's great, it's great. And yeah. when it's not great, it's not great. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny with Chinese food because it's sort of the one genre of food where there's no hipster paradigm for it. You know what I mean? Like there, yeah. there's no hipster Chinese place where you can go pay $74 for an egg roll or whatever. Maybe there are in Nashville though. Pipe or is there a Yeah, there are. They're hipster. Is yeah, there like a hipsterification no, of, of those Chinese? Al- those always turn into like Asian fusion places where yeah, you yeah, you can yeah. do that with like a side of escargot or something like that and it, sure. you know, so no, not like like every good Asian restaurant I've ever been in is exactly what you would picture either in terms of the sit-down experience or the takeout experience. And uh yeah, n- none of the none of the like bougie Chinese places. And when they try to do that, it turns into like a PF Chang's, which is it's like Chinese food plus salt. Yeah, dude, I was kind of a PF Chang's guy back in the day, though. Back when 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 that thing first popped, that it's was like uh, the fa- it's like the fast food of China. I mean, like a, like PF Chang's is it's just a better panda panda, you know, to where it's like, I'm just going to indulge in it. Yeah, dude, it's like mall yeah. Chinese, but yeah. <laughs> leveled up, you know, it's a, it's a fancier name for mall Chinese. Dude, mall Chinese in and of itself is a thing where, dude, where are yeah, you guys, it's like getting, it's like getting a Big Mac every once in a while. It's like, dude, totally. I just, I like it, man. It just feels you know, good. Yeah. It reminds oh, you of being at yeah. the mall of like going into totally. you know, music land and buying a record or whatever and getting a little mall Chinese. It, like, yeah, you just have to you have to set it aside from uh, you have to set it aside from anything that's you know remotely authentic. Like this is its own genre, it's its own thing. Yeah, and it's yeah, yeah and then it's in like a little bit of that orange chicken in the styrofoam container. So mm. delicious, totally. I mean, literally, I want some right now. It's early. I still want it. I mean, um, oh yeah. There's a new panda that went up by us, and every time I pass it, because I try not to eat that stuff, I'm like, yeah. gosh, man, I just want that orange chicken and some rice right now. And it's you like, know I'll what do- I'll say about panda. And mall Chinese, it is consistent. Yes, you know what I mean. You know what you're getting. There's not the guesswork. Of it's life. like McDonald's. You, exactly. You just, you're yeah. gonna. You're. It's gonna. That quarter pounder, man. It has remarkable continuity. Here's know? what's kind of crazy though about Panda is that they're starting to pop up like not in malls. You know what I mean? Yeah, they have, yeah. Like like here in the area, we've got we've got like a standalone panda. That's what we got. We got a standalone yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of bizarre, dude. And it's you all like I mean? super like modern. Like the the outside of it looks all fresh too, because it's yeah, all it's like, all mod. It's all yeah. They're like, like their new like, their new architecture is all like yeah. over the top, and I'm like, oh wow, panda went all mid century modern on us. You know? Dude, like, right? Looks panda's insane. going all madman. How you know? How long until there's like freestanding orange Julius's everywhere? Just to like oh, for, so sure. they're bringing the mall to us. Yeah, they are bringing the mall, dude. That's kind of what they're doing. I mean, they've done away with the mall. Well, because uh, indoor malls like across the country are shutting down like crazy. And outdoor malls really are like the new thing, even in yeah. climates like where I live where there's snow half Ooh. the year. Yeah. But it's like so it's it's it is kind of fascinating in the sense that, yeah. And then these little strip malls are becoming a little more hipsterized. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're getting like the pop up like pandas and, and all totally. that kind of stuff. Totally. Man, I, I don't Man. love the outdoor mall because you lose the... Uh, like, well, first of all, I, I was never an indoor mall guy, but there is a sense of like childhood nostalgia about them. Totally. But you walk through and like you're supposed to smell certain things. Yes. You yeah. know, you've got the yeah. Cinnabon smell in like one Cinnabon, third of the popcorn. mall. You don't get that outdoor because it's ventilated, you know, and then yeah. you're supposed to walk by and like choke to death outside the Abercrombie store um, and that <laughs> third of the mall. And I then anytime so you go by a department store, you hit by like a wall of all the fragrances. 
or just like that weird like upholstery plastic smell that it's yep. really hard to even describe yeah. but pipe I, there's so much joy in my heart right now that you're just old enough to where you are able to have nostalgic indoor mall feelings. Yeah, that's big that's really big baby you and i have done the indoor mall thing uh, oh yeah a lot we used to do it a lot in fort wayne there was a classic like a just a killer like uh, two level indoor mall, like almost dead, a practically dead. Oh, practically mall. dead. Yeah. That's the sweet spot, though. Um, like, remember malls were a thing all the way up through my high school years because there wasn't any yeah. internet shopping up until you know whatever, like two thousand five, two thousand seven. I graduated from high school, um, yeah, two thousand one, and so like yeah, we would go to malls and stuff. I just I never enjoyed shopping, and yeah. so hanging out at a mall got boring fast for me. Because I didn't want to oh, go totally. wander around stores, and I just got bored doing nothing. So, yeah. but but the the place itself was is kind of a is a time capsule for sure. Absolutely, yeah. yeah it's it's a more so you know not to get all I don't know Brett McCracken TGC about this, but like it 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 does harken back to a time when life and certain experiences were a little bit more communal, and twenty twenty kind of. I mean that all that stuff was already dying anyway, right? Like we were getting more, um, uh, I don't know, more like postmatesy about life, like just getting meal boxes delivered or getting, you know, groceries delivered to your car so you don't have to go in or whatever. Like we yeah. we we had been on this trajectory of uh, never seeing other people already, but like, um, you know, having having gone through the 2020 experience of. Uh, people are the worst. Everybody's scary. Be leery of everyone. Like, I can't imagine any indoor mall scenario surviving that. You know what I mean? Like, the idea of walking through a corridor in an indoor mall, being close to the general public, whom we've uh, been trained for the last nine months to be, like, terrified of. Uh, I can't imagine that experience ever coming back. You know what I mean? I. But what about... what? Might it bounce back even stronger though? Because I hope because you know these things tend to reverse themselves. So like there's this there's this panic about being near anybody, but after a while, people are like, but now we should panic about being alone. And yeah. so there there will be like a at some point a mad rush towards these these public things potentially. Now maybe not. Maybe that's yeah. not how human behavior works. But I was even thinking when you were talking about the postmatesification of everything. Even those grocery services, you know, where you can order, you know, whatever, like Blue Apron or something. Again, yeah. we're not getting paid for this, especially because I'm about right. to dog on them. They only send you enough food for the number of people in your household. So, like, right. if that's your way of doing meals, you can't ever cook for a friend. You can't cook for yeah. a guest. It's only like, yeah. nope, this is for four people because that's how many people live there and uh, anybody else yeah. is bringing their own food. Exactly. Yeah, it's weird, dude. It's it's a really strange deal. And... um yeah, I, I hope it comes back, but um, I don't know. I have my doubts. Baby, indoor mall. Are we ever going to be strolling through an indoor mall again? Well, the thing is, so I read this big article on indoor malls not mm -hmm. that long ago because I'm sort of fascinated. And I love some of those sites like deadmalls.com where they, you know, the guys do the tours of the malls mm -hmm. that have been abandoned and all that stuff. And there's like, I don't know. You just like weep silently that, while reading. I do. I weep silently, but I can almost like as I'm sort of smelling the panda and the upholstery totally. smell and the plastic. Yeah, but um, but it's really fascinating because there's literally hundreds of these malls 
that are shutting down. They're abandoned. They're trying to sell these things because they're like major properties. And, and some, some people are coming in. They're saying, Hey, we can do something different with this. But it re like the trend is that whether we love them or not, um, it, it's just, it's from a bygone era now. I mean, these things popped up big in the seventies and eighties. Mm. And um, again, it was just, it was, it was Reagan years. It was just, it was just, it was a different, it was a different frame of mind. Um, and again, we can get, I, I, we can get into the psychology behind it, but yeah, I think do. it's, well, but I mean, so you take an outdoor mall, which, so when we moved to Ohio, I was fascinated because they have one of the biggest outdoor mall complexes I've ever seen sure. about, you know, 45 minutes from us. Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating because it's like, I'm thinking, dude, like who's, who's coming to this thing in like January, February, and March. And the fact is, is that everybody's coming to yeah. this thing. January, February, and March. You know, it's right. freezing out. It's nine degrees. You go to these things <laughs> and everybody's bundled up, man. And they're just walking through these things. And they're, they're designed in such a different way um, than like we remember sort of like the, you know, the idea that like, man, you, you go to an indoor mall and you have like, there's, there's no space in a mall, technically yeah. speaking. You just have store after store after store. Right. And in an outdoor mall, I mean, they've designed it like so differently. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's something that you could spend your entire day at. Whereas a mall, you're kind of there, you're, you're a little more purpose driven, you know, not mm-hmm. to get all Ricky Dub on you right now, but you're a little more purpose driven in terms of like, you go there for a reason, you might enjoy it, but like you're on a mission. Whereas like yeah. an outdoor mall is more of an experience, I think. Yeah. And that's, I think that's, again, and that's kind of the, that's kind of the, the theme of our age anyway, is, is experience. And so it's just, it's kind of fascinating. And that's why I don't think the indoor mall is going to come. Well, two reasons. One, people's buying habits, like most of the stores in there, may, maybe clothing stores still do better in person, right. but nobody's buying electronics in person the same way they did before. Um, mm-hmm. You know, department stores by and large are really struggling. It's like Amazon and, you know, is sort of the... Yeah, Piper, Amazon is the new indoor mall. Yeah, Amazon is, Amazon is the Gosh, mall. Gosh, that's depressing, which, dude. Yes, it is. You know, not not to dog on our good friend Jeff and his business model, but... No, Jeff's No, Jeff's, Jeff's great. a great guy. Lovely man. Unbelievable guy. But, like, the problem with Amazon is, like, your daughter can't get her ears pierced there. You can't run into, like, your your favorite chick from high school there, like, like none of the magical um, other stuff that came with the shopping can happen at a, you know, on a, on a website. Yeah. There's um, no place for all the goth kids to hang out over in the corner next dude, to, next the, to uh, hot topic. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We, we, we lack, yeah. we lack a lot. Yeah. I know as magical as Amazon is it, and in the rhetoric of like, 2020 is so confusing. You know, all the all the soft focus commercials are like, we need to come together in this tough time, and we'll come together by n- literally not seeing another human being for for nine months, um, which will drive you to the edge of despair. Baby, you mentioned something when you were talking about the mall, the purpose driven mall, and it made me think of a a thought experiment that we had once with another word, which was parkour. But if you take if you take classic Christian books and replace one word with the word mall, like it really works. I've been doing it for the last couple of minutes. Don't waste like, your dude, mall. Explain explain mall. some of the explain some of the parkour stuff that we died. Oh, okay, dude. Ago. Okay, I will because this is a funny like this it's is so funny ridic- so stupid. Yeah, this is a funny like early you and me story. So um, I had come to visit you in Ashland, and I don't know if it was because of grad school or just we were working on something I think it was together. grad school. I think yeah. it was, Matt. So it was like my first trip to Ashland, and you had this friend who 
you know, had maybe like read some of my books or something and, and you're like, Oh, you got to meet this guy. So, um, <laughs> we go out to his house and I think we got like a ride in his car. That was a part of the activities. Cause mm-hmm. he had a, mm-hmm. he had a unique car of some kind and we ended up in his basement and, and there's a certain, okay, I want to go, I want to go like 30 seconds on this. There's a certain age that you are as like a young adult where somebody comes to your house and you give them like the tour of your house. You know what I mean? Which we're all past that age now. Like we no longer do this. Nobody in like our age genre does this, but like, I don't know from like 25 to 33, when some people come over to your house, you just like show them around. Am I right about this, Ron? Like, is that, is yeah, that resonated? Yeah. I think, I think I'm far less interested in that than I used to be. Oh, totally. Yeah, I'm completely not interested in that anymore. Well, I mean, Nobody, frankly, I, w- I was never interested in it, but I know people who did yeah. that kind of thing. Right. Nobody that I know is interested in it anymore. But like, anyway, so we ended up getting like a tour of this guy's house and we ended up down in the basement where, again, this is a certain character type of dude, the giant, like theatrical screening room, like the huge wall of screen with a couple of recliners. And the guy's like, yeah, you know, this is where I, this is where I watch my movies, you know, it's where I play my video games. And I'm thinking like, my my TV screen is like a postage stamp compared to this, but, you know, um, continue. So <clears throat> this guy fires up a video game, and it's like video game parkour. And you and I, Ron, are just sitting in these recliners watching this guy play like video game parkour. Which is um, another thing of guys that think there's nothing more fun than for their friends to For their watch friends them to watch play. them play video games, which was a fun thing at an arcade in a mall. Am I right? Like, yeah. And when the game was Tron or Pac-Man, correct? The game's Tron. It lasts six minutes and then it's over. Well, you know? to 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 be fair to this gentleman, a a half a generation behind you guys, that was also fun in somebody's basement. But it was like a rotating cast. So if there was like eight guys and two controllers, it was basically like playing one on one, and then you know, winner winner stays in kind of thing in whatever game you're playing. If you have four controllers, you can play Goldeneye or whatever. So like that, that was a basement thing too, but it was still a, a large communal activity with multiple players. Yeah, and so Ron and I were just spectators in this moment, and I remember driving home with you, baby, when it, when it was just you and me, and we were like parkour. What a funny word parkour is, you know. Like we we were both kind of enamored with the the word and just the way it sounded like coming because it's so mind. ridiculous and and dudes that do I mean a little backdrop is like people that were doing parkour and this was a decade ago so yeah it was kind of parkour was becoming this thing and it was kind of ridiculous and there was you know, there's vids popping up on I mean there still is but videos popping up on YouTube of dudes just like jumping yeah. on like you know air conditioning units on top of buildings and it's like <laughs> and, they, <laughs> dude, and they and they take it so the yeah. thing oh yeah funny about it. Is how serious they all take it, and so yeah, that just guys struck really us. Into it. That struck us so funny. Yeah, they're not like, oh, it's it's kind of funny. It's kind of haha that I jumped. Yeah, up and the guy that was playing the parkour video, what was funny about it was he was taking him playing the parkour video as serious as the dudes that actually yeah. did real parkour. Like we were supposed to be like, yeah, sweet move there. Like nice, yeah, right, nice exactly. You know, that was, it was amazing. It was amazing. So anyway, we're driving home, and. uh we just started replacing names and famous Christian book titles with parkour and it really worked. It really was funny. It gave us like a great eight minutes of content just for our lives. <laughs> and um, I, I, I hadn't thought about it in like 12 years until now where I think you could do the same thing with malls. 
is all I'm saying. Or the word mall. Um, where are you guys out on that? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, let's I, let's just rattle a few off. So we've got, yeah. you know, we've got like The Reason for Mall by Tim Keller. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Desiring Mall by Jeff yeah. Piper. That by, by Ronald um, J. Martin, clearly. He's the most desirous of all malls. Um, <laughs> yeah. How about Why We Love the Mall by uh, Katie Y. and Ted Cluck? <laughs> the, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, don't waste your mall. Oh, solid, strong. Yeah, that's, that's just solid. Um, um, your best mall now. Yeah, <laughs> girl, wash your mall. Yes, girl, uh, solid. Um, how about hoping for mall by Barnabas Piper? <laughs> yeah, I mean, haven't we all been there? Or you know? I'm there right. I'm literally there right now. Yeah, mall. Stop apologizing. <laughs> um, yeah, there's. Oh, it works it. really well. In fact, really in some ways, does. I think it might work better than parkour. It's a little bit less niche, but the uh, yeah. the single syllable just it plugs in so nicely. Yeah, it kind of it kind of goes everywhere, and um, the fact that it's a thing that you would desire makes it better too. Like nobody would desire parkour, um, <laughs> except like a few weird guys, except for uh, a parkourist. <laughs> except for parkour when parkourists don't parkour. That was our great title that never saw the light of day. Oh, that's right. What was our when what when was believers the title? don't believe? Yeah, when when, when, <laughs> when parkourists don't parkour. <laughs> that was it. That was the title that baby. That would have made us millions. Us. You and I would uh, be retired. By we wouldn't. Well, we wouldn't even be here right now because we. No, yeah, we'd be at our we'd be at our beach house in Destin for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, baby, what could have been? Um, yeah, dude, solid mall content though. That was twenty five minutes on malls and our sleep habits. So it's a way uh, to talk about and, the new year, right? It's and a way disgru- to being disgruntled at Asian food. I will say the sleep habits and the complaining about restaurants was the most solidly grumpy middle aged man opening we've ever had on this <laughs> podcast. So well done, oh, dude. Boys. Totally. Way to, way to start twenty twenty one strong. We need to go like six minutes on on people who back their car into parking spots, and we will have like hit for the old oh, man side. Don't get me started on, on that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, are you seeing, are you guys seeing, and Pipe, you're a little bit younger than me and Ron. Um, are you seeing old man stuff kind of like creep into your lives where you're, Dude. you're kind of like, oh man, I'm turning into my dad here and I can't, I can't stop it. What's, yes. What's well, not so like? much my dad as like, uh, I think I'm turning into like Walter Matthau, but um, uh-huh. my dad's not a very grumpy old man. He's more like an absent-minded professor, detached old man where he just doesn't notice mm-hmm. stuff. Whereas yeah. I just find myself losing patience with all sorts of things, especially yeah. the kids, whatever the kids, people who are legal adults are now children in my mind. Um, that's, mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest mm-hmm. new one for me. Like I see 23, 24 year olds and I'm like, ah, kids. Ooh, I want to run something by you on that level. Um, and baby, you'll, you'll, I think resonate with this. So after the horrible Chinese food experience last night, KK and I went to a movie and you know, because of COVID blah, blah, blah. We haven't been to a movie in a long time. Anyway, um, there was a COVID theater over, open in Jackson. Folks, remember it's 2021 COVID's behind us almost two days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we go to this theater and you know, it's one of these kind of nice new, like everybody gets a recliner kind of theaters and, of course, there was kind of nobody there because we were seeing a, a a nobody there kind of movie. And um, was it a Terrence we go, film? No, it was it was the new Tom Hanks western, which I want you guys to see. So, that oh, we'll I didn't know that about. was out. In the, that's actually out in the theaters too. Yeah, dude, it was solid. It was so good, man. It was actually like a 
to me like an international adoption movie almost. So oh, wow. we we could talk about it on that level at some point. But I've seen the trailer. We go to, it looks amazing. We go to this theater. Yeah, it was amazing. So Paul Greengrass was the director. He did a bunch of the Bourne movies. He's good. Anyway, we go to this place. There's like four people in the theater, which is great. That's like my wheelhouse. But the audio was so loud from the adjacent theater. They were showing like Wonder Woman 1984, which is like three and a half hours of like cars exploding and stuff. And um, and the movie that we were seeing was kind of a quiet movie, right? It was really about, you know, Tom Hanks and this kid just kind of dialoguing for a couple hours. And I was getting so like angry at the audio from the other theater. <laughs> I actually, dude, I did a... I did a thing that I never do. Dude, you had a really bad day, man. I had a, I mean, this, no, I had a tough day, but listen, this is where it turns. Is this, this like is male menopause? Is that what you're going yeah, through? Seriously. Dude, right. I, seriously. It was the change. And then it got really hot in the theater. You know. <laughs> um, no, so I go down, and I, I told KK, I was like, I'm going to talk to the manager. And she's like, oh, no way. You never do that. But um, I'm like, babe, I got to, or else we got to leave. You know, that's how bad it See, was. That's, I'm so anti that. That's so hilarious, man. Dude, so I, I, I'm so proud of no, you, even like, though I never talk to managers. I just, I'm glad to see you take this big step in your middle-aged life. I'm yeah, so no, curious, I was just like, man, I got lay it on us. You know, I was on like a edge. baby taking his first steps, like a toddler, you know. So I, I go down. I find this manager, and this is the point, right? It's been all set up for, for this. The manager's like 12, Okay, he's like a like a fetus, like a you know, like a, a baby himself. In actuality, he's twenty five, but he's one of those dudes that looks like he's nine. Dude, right? He's nine years old, and I'm like, hey, I was real nice about it. I'm always you know trying to be nice, but like you know, the the audio in the adjacent theater, like none of us can hear this Western, and like everybody in our theater was kind of chattering about it. You know, it was like a group project, and I always get like. <laughs> I always get chosen to go be the like the voice of the group or whatever. And um so he, he was cool about it. He was great. He was like, "Oh yeah." So and he really did fix it and then it got better. But the point is 20 years ago, like manager of a movie theater would have been a job that like a 35 or 40-year-old guy would have had and he would have taken it kind of seriously. You know what I mean? It would have been like, "I want to have a good theater. I want to make sure everything's working." But now it's like a job that a 12-year-old has, and it's a new 12-year-old every three months. You know what I'm saying? It, and, and I feel like me noticing that kind of thing is an old man thing. Yeah. Because it was probably that way 20 years ago too, T, but you were... You but were, I was 12. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. So you didn't care. And you didn't care that there was sound bleeding over. 20 Dude, years. right. I wouldn't have cared. Like, I was trying to put myself in the shoes of, what if I was 18 and I was on a date at a movie? Um... Well, again, you would have been in the loud movie anyway. Not we would have been in the loud movie, right? We wouldn't have been in the dialogue-driven Tom Hanks middle-aged person movie. No, you're right. You're totally right. So, what what age were you guys, or about what stage in life when you realized like you were the adult in the room? Because I had, I think, I think 2020 brought about the craziest realization for me because, you know, got ordained and voted in as a, as a pastor at the church. And all of a sudden I looked around and I'm like, hey, I'm way older than the average age of the attendees at this church. You know, so I'm probably, so I'm, I'm 37. I would bet the average attendee is, is early 30s. So if you just average out the whole congregation. So I'm five, seven years older than everybody else there by average. And now I have, you know, I have this sort of position and title that people uh, look to with, with, you know, some level of respect. 
and I was like, oh, I'm the I'm the guy who they they're treating as an adult. When I look around the room, I'd, I'd always sort of seen myself as a peer or as on the younger end, and I'm not on the younger end anymore. When when did was that like a a realization for you guys, or did you just sort of slowly mature into adulthood? Dude, well, I yeah. So that's so funny you say that. That so it didn't happen to me. It was not that long ago. I would say. And T, maybe this is your experience. I have no idea, but I was probably in my early forties and I, this thing kept happening where I would be, you know, we'd, we'd like meet a new couple or I would meet somebody or there'd be like a friend or somebody new would come into the church. And I just kept thinking that they were, they looked my age. And so I just assumed, <laughs> I just kept assuming like, Oh dude, he's 42 or whatever. He's 43, they're 40, you know, well, how old do you think that couple is? Oh, I don't know, early 40s, 40, I'm close to our age, you know, and then this kept happening, right? I would, somebody would look at me and go, they're 28, Ronnie. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it'd be like, it, it, and it like, it just, it was Stupid. so, de- it was so depressing after a while that literally it, it just started tweaking me because I'm looking at these people and I'm like, why do you keep identifying with them? And you got like literally 12 years on them. Or you Dude, I have a theory from that. growing up in the Midwest, though. I think Ohio 28 or Indiana 28 is like 40. Which yeah, is why no, and there's something, yeah, and there's something about yeah. that. There's something about that because I'm just, I'm looking in the mirror, I'm looking at these dudes, and I'm like going, I mean, I don't feel like I don't want to be like the guy that's out to lunch on this, right? Like if I'm older, yeah. I'm older, right? There's no getting around yeah. that. But I also don't want to be the guy, you know, I don't want to be the old like movie actor living in the past still thinking, you know, they got the on screen thing going on and they're actually like, you know, 81 years old. And so, <laughs> like, uh, so I'm looking like at these Tom people Cruise. going, exactly. Yeah. So I'm trying, I'm, I'm asking my, I'm asking Big M, I'm, I'm like, Help me here. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be up mm. to speed. And yet we're looking at these people and I'm going, but dude, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not seeing it, man. And then it got really crazy. And this is the new one. Okay. You ready for this? The new one is this. Like, oh yeah, I think they're 10 years older than they are. I know they're not my age, but I'm still thinking they're 10 years older than they are. And it turns out, oh man, I'm way old enough to be their dad. So it's oh. now it's the old, I'm old enough to be their dad scenario going, oh, totally. which is super depresso. You know? It is. It is. Yeah. I think for me, it was, um, and this is going to sound real self-pitying too. So apologies in advance. Like the, the whole motif of I'm still very much taking care of kids, but now I'm kind of like trying to, I'm starting to like problem solve some stuff for my parents too. Mm. And I'm like kind of between the two, there is no me anymore. Like whatever I used to be is gone. And <laughs> I'm just like, I'm a middle-aged guy. This is middle-aged Existentialism guys, and... Existential, yeah. Like, um, whatever the energy, whatever the, whatever, whatever the vibe was that used to be me and used to be vital, it's gone. Um, <laughs> and I, I think, like, I think That's that makes you. me feel... That makes me feel old as much as anything. Yeah, because you're doing stuff that you probably never thought much that you were going to be doing. You just find yeah. yourself doing it. You just find nobody ever thinks, oh, I'm going to be thinking about stuff that my parents don't think about for themselves anymore. Like nobody thinks, oh, yay, someday I'm going to be doing that. That's awesome. Yeah. Someday I'm going to be like evaluating different doctors for my parents. Nobody like dreams about that. You dream about like, I don't know, having a sweet apartment or like a cool car or whatever when you think about adulthood as a kid. But um, it's never like, yeah, I'll, I'll help some people sift through some paperwork. That'll be a really fulfilling day. Yeah. You know? I'll be a financial planner for my elderly parent. 
It's going to exactly. be sweet. That'll it sounds be, like a sweet awesome. day out on the town. Yeah, yeah, that'll be super cool. I don't understand uh, why it's so hard to gauge our own stage in life and age by by other people. So, like, I realized my parents were getting older uh, several years before I realized that I age at the same rate they do. You know, so yeah. like, I remember going hiking with my dad when it was probably five years ago or so. So he was he was seventy. And just realizing he had slowed down a little bit. Well, he's 70. So, you know, he, yeah. and he's always been like front of the pack, spry. Like he, he was the guy who didn't slow down for anybody on, you know, <laughs> in any sport or hike or whatever. And, uh, and I realized, oh, like I'm, I'm now ahead of him. But it didn't dawn on me that that meant that I was also getting older. And it, yeah. so watching my parents age had no correlation to the fact that I too am on the front end of middle age now, which is a little bit crazy. And, uh, yeah, yeah it just, it never, it, I never put two and two together. And so it wasn't until I realized people look at me as old that I, it started to settle in like, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm the older guy in some contexts. Well, Pipe, let me ask you this. Cause T didn't really have this experience, but like. Part of, I think part of like for, so I have an older brother and sister that are around 10 years older than me. So there's a massive gap between them and and when my parents had me. And so to see them kind of turn these ages, which to me are almost parent-like in how much older they are than me. And to see them turn these ages and just think, oh, dude, I mean, I can't believe my brother just turned 32, thinking he's just has one foot in the grave. Uh, and then, yeah. like, getting to that age and then remembering thinking that about him mm-hmm. and going, oh, my God. You know, because you look at people that are older than you, and no matter how young they were, if you look at pictures, they always look older. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they they just eternally look older. So yeah, like high school yeah. graduates in, like, the 50s were 74 years old. They still oh, totally. look older. They were the CEOs of companies, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> they were the managers of movie theaters, you know. I yes, mean. dude. Yes. But Good but theaters. pipe. I don't. But I don't know how much older your brothers are than you. But did you did you, have you ever experienced that? Like just seeing them get get to where you're going before you. Oh yeah. Kind of- my uh. So my my oldest brother is about eleven, eleven and a half years older than me. And then there's about three years between go. the four of us brothers. And so yeah, like he turned, you know, he turned uh, fifty. And no, he turned when he turned when he turned forty five. He's not. I don't think he's fifty yet. And uh, and I was just like, this forty five. Forty five is old, you know. And forty five is solidly middle aged. Except he's yeah. my brother, so he's of my generation. He's my peer. And yeah, it was it was a very strange thing. And uh, so one of my brothers turned forty uh, a couple years ago. And that was weird too, because he's the one I like shared a room with growing up, you know. And all of a sudden, it's his fortieth birthday, and I'm like, "No, that's we we used to, you know, like break furniture wrestling, and then he'd beat me at whatever sport we were playing." And and so yeah, they, I I have I haven't totally made the mental transition to realizing it's that so weird. that they yeah. they are old men, which means I'm quickly becoming one of the same. Yeah, and it's surreal. I know because you see them, and what you're seeing is. You're seeing like a future you. And it's just, it's weird if you have brothers or sisters because you, you literally, because they kind of look like you too. So you really are seeing like a version of you down the, down the road. It's like, it's super, um, super encouraging. Pressing. Is that the word you're looking for? <laughs> it's just super awesome. It's super awesome to see that. Or is it just, is it only depressing if they look a certain way? You know, yeah, that's a good point. That's a whole other combo. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think I'm better looking than all of my siblings, so hopefully yeah, I. We all like better. to think that. Yeah, we all love to think that. Well, boys, this has been 
this has been enlightening, actually. Um, I think we had some stuff we needed to talk about uh, related to our age and malls, movie theaters. You had to make uh, some confessions there, Big T. As well. I know, dude. I, mean, you had a I had to, un- to, to unburden myself with some things. Yeah. You know, yeah. Between really between did. bad between gray kung pao chicken and a loud movie, that's just that's just a nightmare for a middle aged man. Dude, it really is. You know what I mean about the gray, though. Yeah, like you get a plate. Yeah, I do know. I do gray. know what you mean. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like I don't know how we have gray, gray food in the world. How does it get it, that? It's palette, like we don't have gray. we don't have blue food either. There's like certain yeah. colors food that we don't have. Blue and gray would be those two. Yeah. That's it, dude. Yeah, I don't. I don't want my food looking either of those colors <laughs> blue or gray blue or gray that's it if it if it comes out looking blue or gray um i'm not going to send it back because i don't have that much courage but uh right. I'll just... but you might now that you have the uh the little one-on-one with uh the uh the movie the nine-year-old the nine-year-old yeah, the... manager of the movie theater yeah i mean you that that may have like triggered some courage in you man what a great interaction it took me until i was 44 to be courageous enough to like ask a nine-year-old to you know, adjust yeah. the audio level. I mean, better late than never, baby. Better late better. than never. Hey, some of us come into these things a little bit later. Absolutely. It's okay. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's good to keep progressing as you age, Ted. It's, you know, you never, you never want to give up all the way. So it's good to, it's good to grow into those things. It's proof that my 2021 is going to be sweet. I'm going to crush it's gonna the be year. The year of aggression. That's, that's right, dude. The year of saying all the things that I've kept. The year of becoming I love how I... I love exactly. I love. I love. We should talk about that sometime. Like just this idea of anything that's good has to be aggressive. That's why we use words like killing it and crushing it. Crushing it. I dude. We should do a. That's fascinating. We should do a whole ep on that. Um. Totally. Yeah. Maybe we could. Maybe we could do the book title thing with crushing it. I feel like you know. Yeah. It's like nobody ever says like, dude. I am gonna stroke that gently. (laughs) Do you know why? Because nobody wants to go to jail. That's why, Ronnie. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'm really you know, gonna, I'm really gonna it, caress 2021. It can be a blanket. You know? Yeah, it can be a blanket pipe. How do you feel about I'm restraining gonna, orders, Ronald? <laughs> I'm going to envelop 2021 in my warm embrace. <laughs> Nobody says that, you know. right? That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. I know uh, it's weird, right? Envelop, we're, we're gonna crush I'm gonna it. Envelop that. Right. Everything is crushing. We're gonna kill, kill it, dude. Literally, <laughs> dude, you destroy. Like when people say that about sermons, too. Ronnie, you destroyed. I'm like, Ronnie, you did crushed I that sermon. Like, did yeah. I? Is it it really is ironic that, that if you if you use a term of like gentleness and affection, you sound like you should go to prison. And if you use a term of violence, <laughs> people would like to pat you on the back. Exactly. They want to be like you. They want you to write a book so they can be like you. So if you're crushing it, it's like, let me be like this violent guy that could get sent to jail because he's leaving a trail of dead bodies behind him. Nobody's like, Ronnie, you you really took the back of your hand and like gently like (laughs) caressed that sermon. You know what I mean? Like you, 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 you took the back of your hand and gently brushed back like some hair that was falling into the eyes of that sermon. That's how great that you know. sermon was. That's how good it was. That's that the sermon, sermon was so great. It was like you blowing a feather through the air as it gently landed <laughs> on the yeah. ground. Like, dude, that's how great that sermon. You would look at that person like they lost. Like they were crazy. But you look at the guy who was like, Ronnie, you killed that sermon. You pounded that sermon into the <laughs> floor, man. It was like you took a knife and you ran that sermon through like it, it's midsection. That thing, man. Yeah. That thing's ble- dude. That sermon is bleeding, brother. Yeah, <laughs> dude. dude. People are so weird, man. Um, it, yeah, boys, we've it is it is interesting how far you have to go before it starts to get weird on the violent front. Like once you got to blood, I was like, nah, it's probably a, a step too far. 
but anything yeah. prior to that was was great. <laughs> Good job, guys. Right, right. I know, I know. It's strange, man. The 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 laws of these things. It's not entirely. <laughs> Dude, that has to be a chapter. That has to. It be has to. All right, hold right. on. Things that we're killing and crushing. Yeah, that yeah, has to be sure. it right there. I mean, that goes along with the deep V and the working out pastor and just killing it. Oh, yeah. Dude, his sermon destroys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm writing it into the notes right now if you hear typing. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, Pipe. Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, he takes a passage that's like the gentlest passage in scripture, like, yeah, you know, like, like, like Boaz carrying the passage or whatever. Describing Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Ronnie, you crushed that. You know, yeah. Bro. Right. Um, all right, boys. Well, we've uh, we've done what we always do on this program. <laughs> nice so, transition, babe. Which uh, yeah, <laughs> we've done what we wow. all <laughs> do. We wow. we slayed this episode, y'all. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we guys, slayed. we've done what we always do, which is kill it, crush it. Um, Let that be your sign off right now, T. I'd like, I want to hear that as a sign off. We <laughs> we will kill you <laughs> next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. The content we feed our minds will eventually show up in our lives. If we feed our minds the lies and confusion of this world, our lives will begin to reflect worldliness. But if we feed our minds the truth of the gospel, our lives will start to reflect the heart and character of Jesus. I'm John Stonge, and each week I host the Dwell on These Things podcast, where we take a deep look at the Word of God and learn what it means to apply it to our lives. We don't skip difficult passages, and we don't gloss over the truth. If you're looking for a show that will put your mind in a better place and help you understand God's Word with more clarity, you can listen to the Dwell on These Things podcast at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.